It's Micro Monday again, the weekly microcast where we get to know members of the Micro.blog community. I'm Jean McDonald. I'm the community manager here at Micro.blog. And on this episode, I'm very pleased to welcome Chris, who is at Yorick, Y-O-R-R-I-K-E, on Micro.blog. Hi, Chris. How How is it going, or how are you going, as you folks say? <laughs> Kia ora, Jean. Um, yeah, doing pretty well. It's um, reasonably warm here um, in the lower North Island of New Zealand, and um, yeah, looking forward to summer. I'm actually wearing shorts and a t-shirt today, which is a, a sign that things are warming up, so that's nice. Yeah, well, we, we have, at my household, we have broken out the the scarves and gloves because we had unusually colder October, November, and we are looking forward to summer coming back again. So <laughs> please send it back before too long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know we, we've had winter recently, so we need to warm up a little bit and then, um, yeah, you can have it back. Okay. Thank you. Well, Chris, uh, before we get into, uh, the various topics we might discuss today, what about, uh, you let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, my name is Chris. I uh, live currently live in a small city called Palmerston North in the lower North Island of New Zealand. Um, I'm about what about thirty minutes drive away from where Miraz lives, and she's been on the uh, mm. micro cast yes. a few times. Um, uh, I'm originally from Wellington, which is at the bottom of the lower North Island, um, and I consider myself a Wellingtonian. Um, and yeah, I. That's pretty much it. I, I'm a geologist by trade, but um, not being a geologist at the moment. Um, and some of my hobbies are um, homebrewing. I do a little bit of uh, programming and computer stuff. And uh, yeah, just uh, take care of my family. That's nice. Well, now tell me about when you first got interested in being part of the Microdot blog community. Um, I think it was at the start of the whole thing. Um, I mm-hmm. read a post on Daring Fireball um, mm-hmm. about it, um, and it's the first and only Kickstarter I've ever backed. Wow. Um, so I set up a Kickstarter account, backed it, mm-hmm. and I think I've since closed my Kickstarter account. Um, but yeah, that, I thought it was um, a great idea to um, the way that Manton laid it out, and I thought I need an alternative to Twitter because Twitter is toxic. Yeah. Um, so for my own mental health and I think for – um, helping other people sort of find a, um, a different venue for their thoughts and ideas. It was um, a good thing to back, and I'm, I'm pleased it's gotten off the ground and is doing so well. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for backing the Kickstarter and uh, being here with us from the beginning, which that Kickstarter was uh, January 2017, I believe. And oh. we're <laughs> so we're coming ago. up on, we're coming up on our third anniversary of the Kickstarter then there'll be the third anniversary of when we launched the platform to the Kickstarter backers and then the anniversary of when we opened it to the public we'd like to have those anniversaries because then we can have more cake <laughs> I guess <laughs> um, any excuse right any excuse for cake exactly uh, so when you were um when you backed the Kickstarter, did you have a blog at the time? Had you been blogging for a while? I have been on the internet for almost a quarter of a century, um, which is it it sounds insane, but um yeah, I, 
at the very <laughs> beginning, <laughs> I think I was um, on GeoCities in mm-hmm. 1996 or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and from there, I started up a few of my own self-hosted blogs um, because I was a sort of a teenager and in my 20s, I was obviously had one on video games. Um, <laughs> uh, and I had my own one, um, which was Yorick.com, which I've had for about the same amount of time. Um, and then once I went to university and started studying geology, I had a, um, a geology blog where I posted about things that were interesting me at the time. Um, and also had a geology themed podcast. Um, but we can talk about that later in the podcast section if you like. Um, and then after that, I think it's just been mainly on, on Twitter because it's just more of a, um, I find the sort of quick posts just throwing out ideas are more. Um, suitable, um, venue for my, the way my brain works. It's just like, here's an idea, pop, here's an idea, pop. And instead of sitting down and sitting and writing long, long pieces, which I spend days on, um, and mm-hmm. never end up posting because it's like, oh, it's not quite right. It's not, yeah. <laughs> just posting things out with spelling mistakes and typos and all sorts of stuff is just a hell of a lot, a lot easier for me. Um, and that way I can sort of connect with people and, um, get my ideas out. And sometimes people find them funny, but, um, um, that's what I'm aiming for, but most of the time it, everything falls flat because I've got a weird brain that has, that finds things funny that other people don't. <laughs> yeah. I know that, uh, feeling about Twitter and certainly in the beginning when, you know, there was a small audience, you know, relatively speaking, it wasn't the whole dang world. Uh, it was just, um, you know, a lot of people who tended to have like same interests or at least the same attitudes towards using a social network. Um, it was nice because unlike blogging where you might not get a comment at all on your blog posts with Twitter, people might respond. <laughs> and so especially yeah. for asking questions, I thought, uh, Twitter was one of the best things I had ever, you know, come to use as, uh, as like this resource that, um, unlike anything else that I knew of, for me, with, you know, the, the people who were following me, um, I had a good, you know, group of followers who had a lot of knowledge that were happy to share. And that, that's to me the ideal Twitter. Yeah. Um, I mean, back in the day when I joined, you could sort of keep track of the, they had a world feed with every yes. tweet going by and you could sort of, you could, it was probably a little bit faster than anyone could read, but you could, you could sort of keep track of what was going on on the entire website. And that's just impossible now with the hundreds of millions of people, you know, yelling at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you want to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Even if uh, you could. I'm, I'm still on Twitter. I, I mm-hmm. use it as a, like I like to keep my my micro blog sort of a, a a personable, friendly place where I ask people questions and you know give suggestions to people who are asking for it and just post to you know day to day stuff which I think other people will find interesting. Um, and I use Twitter as sort of my outlet for uh, my political frustrations and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, any sporting things that are going on because I'm quite a keen yeah. um, follower of cricket. I was um, going to say, yeah, we left that out at the top. Uh, what, cause you, uh, you were certainly behind the move to get the cricket icon, um, you know, blessed as one of the tag moji on my yeah, cricket me, me, It was myself, Pratik, and, um, 
Someone else, I can't remember. Someone else, yeah. Um, there's there's more than two, and it was interesting. And it was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, of course, I mean, it's great on MicroLifeBlog because there's a few people who follow me, and I follow them, and we talk about cricket now and then. Um, but on Twitter, it's a lot easier to find everyone talking about the game mm-hmm. that you're watching. Um, so mm-hmm. that's one of the advantages of Twitter. Um, but at the same time, there's also people yelling at you. So uh, you've got to use it sparingly. <laughs> I don't even know anything really about cricket. It's like baseball, but um, everything's sort of in the middle of the field instead of at the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got to keep your the uh, stumps at the end. You've got to keep the bales, which are two little pieces of wood on top, sitting on top of these vertical posts. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get caught like in baseball. Um, don't put your body in front of the wicket if someone's throwing the ball at you. And that's, you also get out for that. Um, and don't let anyone knock the wicket over. Um, or mm. be outside of a line when someone throws the ball at the wicket. Um, that's pretty much the rules of cricket. Um, okay. but the best, best way to get, best way to get a good handle of it is to sit and watch a game with someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, yeah. So if anyone out there in, who is interested in cricket, um, we could maybe do a, play-by-play of a game that's coming up if you've got access to it. And um, me and a few other people, I'm sure, would be um, interested to um, answer any questions as the game's going on, if anyone's Ooh, interested in that. That's a great idea. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for <laughs> offering that. I think um, it does sound like the best way to at least – I mean, I've, the only cricket I've watched has been in, you know, movies, and obviously it's not a game, a whole game. Um, <laughs> and uh, my – all I know is they wear those outfits, and uh, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> um, and they wear they wear different outfits for each um, variety of the game as well. So you've got to keep track of which color your team's wearing because it changes from game to game. Oh, great! Um, it sounds complicated, but <laughs> but fun. Yeah, just to circle back to uh, podcasting. You said you haven't had a podcast since you had a podcast about. Geology? Yes. Um, it was, um, I had a, um, geology website called Good Schist. Um, and then I had a podcast called The Podcast. And a class is a type of, um, mineral or something that appears inside of a rock. Um, mm. so we, I did that for maybe, oh, about a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, and had some regular people on, um, and talked about geology. Um, and I mean, a few people listened to it, which was, um, surprising. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it was fun and I learned a lot. Um, yeah. so I've got all the, all the gear and, and software that I need to produce a podcast, which makes today a lot easier talking to you. Um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, it's fun. Um, people who think about doing podcasts don't really know what they're getting themselves into until they actually start doing it. Yes. Um, you'll, <laughs> These one-hour-long podcasts that you listen to, which are um, reasonably high production, they'll spend maybe two to three hours actually doing the recording of those and then at least double that time doing editing. Um, so if you want to yeah. produce a one-hour podcast, you need to put five or six hours aside. Um, and if you're doing that every week, um, <laughs> you're, you're going to be doing it as a second job, basically. Podcasting is difficult um, to start with. Um, you do get better at it, but, um, yeah, it's... Um, I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time, so I really do appreciate people out there doing it yeah. um, when it's not their job. Um, for example, those those podcasts that come out every week and there's no ads on them, you think, man, mm-hmm. you guys are passionate about whatever you're talking about. 
Yeah. Um, and it's normally, it's normally guys, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there with, um, more of a female voice on it. And I think there needs to be more, um, cause most of the podcasts I listen to are just a couple of guys talking about stuff. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it- and I, I do like the fact that, um, sorry, getting back to micro.blog, that there are these, the, this ability to, um, do a little podcast here and there. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of anything that I'd be all that enthusiastic to talk about at a regular, um, period. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a public safety concern that I don't start one because I don't want people to fall asleep behind the wheel. <laughs> what about meteorites? We talked about this before we started recording. That's part of your geology interests. Like, how about just like micro meteorite? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I studied meteorites as part of my master's degree. Um, Mm -hmm. I, um, they are interesting. Um, I've held um, many samples of meteorites in my hands. Mm. Um, They're the oldest solars in the solar system, so they're um, four point five six seven billion years old, which is the first solids to um, condense. So. When you get a solar system forming, so I'm going, I'm going to go off on a space topic here, if that's okay. I'd like that. I was trying okay. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, when a solar system or a star forms, you start out with a uh, sort of just a cloud of gas and dust, uh, which is normally um, produced by a supernova or a nova uh, nearby. So stars like the sun and um, its nearby neighborhoods, so the um, Alpha Centauri system and other sort of nearby stars, would have started out from a similar cloud of gas, um, which would have been produced by a supernova, which um, would have exploded before we were around. Um, so when Carl Sagan said we're, we're made of stardust, it's, it's literally true. Everything, every mm-hmm. atom in your body was produced by this one star exploding. Mm. Um, everything you see, everything you taste, it's all from this one star. And some of the stars in the sky are also from that same star. So anyway, you get this ga- uh, cloud of gas and dust. Um, gravity takes over um, and things start falling in. Um, when things start moving, they obviously heat up. Um, so you get a lot of um, basic elements, sort of, you know, your aluminiums, your calciums, your um, everything sort of below iron is in greater quantities. So you get a lot of iron meteorites. Um, you get a lot of planets, small planets with iron cores. Um, things fall in to themselves from gravity. They heat up and um, melt. I mean, if, if they're solids, they start getting so hot they melt. And then things cool down a little bit and solidify. So the things I was holding, these um, what are called um, calcium-aluminium-rich inclusions, which have calcium and aluminium, and they're inclusions inside meteorites. Um, they're like little white... Uh, how to describe them? Like little white clusters of sugar, little white sugar mm-hmm. cubes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are the oldest solids in the solar system. So from mm-hmm. them, you can kind of work out what the solar system was like before things started settling down. Um, and from that, we know that there was um, a certain amount of um, radioactive elements, which have a short half-life. So they um, radiate away into other elements. So the one I was concentrating on was um, called aluminium 26, which is an unstable um, isotope of aluminium. Mm-hmm. And that, degrades into calcium. So you can hmm. get the amount of calcium that you'd normally expect and the amount of calcium that's produced by this aluminium. And you can um, have a look at the ratios between them and you can work out 
whether one calcium aluminium rich inclusion formed before another within 10, 20, 50,000 years of each other. So you can get this wow. very high resolution relative dating of the early solar system more than four and a half billion years ago, just by effectively um, um, dissolving these rocks in acid and then putting them through a what's called a ICPMS, which is an inductively coupled plasma mass spectrometer. So what that does is it's a, it's a, you shoot elements through it and mm-hmm. using magnets, it says, okay, I've got this many of this particular one and this many of this particular one, but this one's a little bit heavier. So it goes on a different path from the lighter one. And from that, you can say, okay, well, this one's got more of, had more of the aluminum 26 in it. So it formed earlier than another one, which had less. Um, so that's, that's the research I was doing. And from that, we, we could ha- get a very high resolution, um, view of, what elements were around when the solar system was forming. And then and this is all before the planets started mm-hmm. um, really forming. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, ob- well. obviously, that's why that's why I shouldn't be running a podcast because <laughs> all the people have just fallen asleep. No, no, um, at, not at all. I was just thinking like, <laughs> huh, you know, because um, meteorites strike the Earth all the time, right? Yes, uh, yes. And uh, you could have – I was just thinking like – yeah, just every week, like meteorite Monday. Like, what? Is, <laughs> what do we know about what's happened in the last week, or some? I mean, I know it takes more than a week to to do the kind of research you're talking about, but whatever. Um, yeah, um, I just, I think it's pretty fascinating, and you just explained a lot of things to me that I sort of knew in the very like fuzzy outlines. That like suddenly <laughs> I'm like, aha, this clicks now, and now I, I. So thank you. And I, I think there'll be <laughs> members of our audience feeling the same thing and not falling asleep. So. <laughs> well, if anyone uh, wants to hear more about, about that stuff, just let me know. I'm microblog and I'll, I'll see if I've got some time to throw a few together. I mean, I can't do it forever, <laughs> but maybe, maybe yeah. a short, a, a sort of short ministries of meteorites I could do if, yeah. if people are interested. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will, uh, I will be putting that out there when we put this podcast out, uh, so that people know that, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's vote, let's vote up more meteorites, uh, on the internet. <laughs> uh, well, Chris, it's really been, uh, fun having this short chit chat with you today. And, uh, before we, uh, sign off, is there anything you wanted to add? Um, <laughs> on on microblog, um, I I follow a few people, and one of the first people I followed was Mraz. Um, and I thought, you know, if I ever get on the microblog cast, um, that I would reveal to Mraz um, that I actually know her in real life. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> if she wants to wants to get in contact with me, I can I can give her the um, the the details of how she knows me um, from when I was a small boy. Um, oh. but yeah. That, that, that should be fun. Mystery. <laughs> okay. Well, Moraz, there you go. So thanks for being here, Chris. And listeners, if you want to follow Chris on micro.blog, there is a link in the show notes, or you can go to micro.blog slash Yorick. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.